You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the Word of God? Are you ready to have your faith stirred up? Your faith to be challenged so that you can do what God has called you to do? Hallelujah. Well, please stand to your feet. We're going to do the declaration. If you're visiting with us for the first time, we're just going to declare the Word of God. It's our custom in Household of Christ since 2006. Amen. So before we preach the Word, we declare the Word. Are you ready? One, two, three. I'm a son of God revealed. I'm blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. I'm saved. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm a life-giving spirit. I accept His sacrifice on the cross and His resurrection power in my life. I'm bound to His Word and can do what it says I can do. I receive the Word with meekness and I'm changed from glory to glory. I have the God kind of faith. I'm the righteousness of God and will never be the same. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. As you take your seat, turn to the person next to you, say to them, your smile looks better than the last time I saw you. Keep on smiling. I know you have a lot of things to be happy about. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, today I want to minister on the purpose of life. Turn to the person next to you, say, your life has a purpose. The purpose you were made for, you were created for, is for the glory of God. You were made to give glory to God. Matter of fact, Romans 3 teaches us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That means from the beginning, God planned and predestined glory for you. Turn to the person next to you say, you were designed for glory. If you don't know your purpose, you cannot know your creator. When you know your purpose, you'll know your creator. To know the purpose of life is to know the creator of life. Turn to the person next to you say, you have a purpose. Tell them you were born at the right time into the right culture. Many times people think if I was only from this nation, or this culture, things would be better. But I want to tell you, according to Scripture, you are living at the right time, and you were born into the right culture. Amen? We are celebrating Heritage Day, Cultural Sunday. And it's all about acknowledging all cultures, but we're celebrating a Christ culture. Amen? Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 17. And I'm going to read from verse 26. Let's pray. Precious Father, thank you for your goodness and your mercy, your tremendous grace. As we submit, commit, and dedicate this day, this service unto you, let your blood speak for us. Let your mercy speak for us. Let your favor speak for us. Let your people hear your voice upon my voice as you anoint their hearts, anoint their ears to receive this message, O oh Lord. And we give you praise for that. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said? Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 26. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and their boundaries. Turn to the person next to you say, you're living at the right time in the right culture. 
He has determined the pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in their hope that they might grope for him and find him. Though he is not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. As also some of your own prophets have said, for we are also his of spring. In our hearts, we are all made to be like God. The Bible teaches us that he's not far from us. It's not far from us. Romans 10 says, a matter of fact, that he's very close to us. The life of man is in the blood. When you are sick, the first thing they want to do is they want to draw some blood to look at your blood to see what's wrong. Because the life is in the blood. But that's not the most important thing about you. The most important thing about you is that your origin is from God. In our hearts, we are all made to be like God. John 1 verse 12 said, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. The most important thing is that you are a child of the Most High God. To those who believe in his name, any nation, any culture can serve God because faith is our connection. Verse 13 says, Who were born not of blood. Who were born not of blood. Nor of the will of the flesh. Nor of the will of man. But of God. This is the most important thing about yourself. Are you born of God? Amen? You know what this means? It means any nation, any culture can serve God if they only believe, if they only believe. Turn to the person next to you say, the most precious thing about you, you are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. In your culture, you have certain rights, but the right to become a child of God for those who believe, and anybody can believe doesn't matter who you are. The most important thing is that you are born again. The first work of the Holy Spirit is to regenerate your spirit, to link you up with God, to be baptized in Christ. This is the most important thing. Amen? In Galatians 3 verse 26, just confirms exactly the same. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. If you want to be a child of God, put your faith in God. Let me see your hand if you believe in God. If you believe in God, faith is your connection and you're already blessed with every blessing that's in Christ Jesus. Verse 27, for as many of you who were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Today we've put on beautiful attire to look smart, to look nice, but the most beautiful thing is that you put on Christ. A matter of fact, when you put on the armor of God, you're busy clothing yourself with Christ. The helmet of salvation. Salvation is through Jesus Christ. The righteous breastplate. He who knew no sin became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God. The belt of truth. Jesus the word. The shoes of the gospel. He empowering us to go and preach the gospel. The shield of faith. The sword of the spirit. 
Are you clothing yourself every day with Christ? When people see us, they should see Jesus before they see anything else. John said, I should decrease, that he should increase. Look at verse 28. Paul says, there's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither free nor slave. There's neither male nor female. But all of us are one in Christ. Turn to the person next to you say unity. Tell them Christ has done it. You can only truly know your purpose of life when you know the creator of life, when you allow Jesus, the fountain of life, to become a part of your life. Many times people think if I'm just from this culture, if I was just a Jew. Paul says it's not about keeping the law or not keeping the law. It's not about being free or being a slave. It's not about being a man or a woman. One in Christ. In Christ, he solved the problem. Are you born again? Can you see the importance to be born again? Because once you are born again and once you are born of love, the many issues that you have with a lot of things will just disappear because you'll start to view things through the eyes of Christ. He says there is no Jew nor Greek. He's saying there's no racial discrimination in Christ Jesus. He's saying there's no free, no slave, no socioeconomic discrimination when you're in Christ Jesus. I don't look down at you when you have nothing and you don't think you're something because you have a lot. There's no gender discrimination in Christ because both a man and a woman can worship God in spirit and in truth. When God returns to this earth, He's not coming to see who's a Jew, who's a Greek, who's Afrikaans, who's Zulu, who's from Swaziland. It doesn't matter. When he returns, he's not going to see if you're a man or a woman. He's not coming to look if you're a pastor, a bishop, a deacon, a children's church worker. When he returns to this earth, he's looking for those who worship him in spirit and in truth. And if it's not spirit, it's not truth, then it's nothing. He says, in Christ, the problem is solved. When I'm in Christ, I know my value. But when I'm in Christ and I look at you, I know your value. Because I can see Jesus in you. I see him in your eyes. I hear him in your voice. And it brings hope to my heart because I know Jesus Christ is our hope and our glory. I know two believers are better than one. Whatever could make you feel superior, whatever could make you feel inferior, in Christ it's been absorbed. Your real value is the fact you are made in his image and likeness. Can I tell you something? Your purpose in life that you have to fulfill, it's easier to fulfill it with other people. On your own, you cannot fulfill your destiny, your purpose. I need you like you need me. I can be preaching my best message today, but if there's nobody sitting there, who will hear it? I need you like you need me. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 12. I'm just going to show you the same thing from another scripture. 
verse 12. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are of one body, so also is Christ. Turn to the person next to you and say, unity. For by one spirit, one spirit, the Holy Spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Do you know what that means? It means if we are baptized into one body, I can feel what my thumb is feeling. I can feel what my little toe is feeling. I can feel what my heart is feeling. If you are baptized into one body, the body of Christ, you can feel what other people are feeling. Turn to the person next to you and say, I can feel what you're feeling. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks. Here's the same story again. Whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For the fact the body is not one member, but many. Do you know what says, I don't need you? Offense. When you're offended in your heart, it says, I don't need you. Then I look at the one thing that you've done wrong. And I want to cut you out of my life and reject you. But let me give you some wisdom. Everybody's got weaknesses and everybody's got strengths. What makes me a good pastor is not the fact that I don't have any weaknesses. I have weaknesses. But my strengths are more than my weaknesses. That's why I can be a good pastor. My strengths as a husband are more than my weaknesses. Now I become a good husband. When your strengths are more than your weaknesses as a wife, you've become a good wife. What do we do? Because of one weakness, we reject somebody and we push them away. But when you reject them because of two weaknesses and they've got eight strengths, guess what? You're rejecting the eight strengths as well. Turn to the person next to you and say, that's stupid. <clears throat> say you need the eight strengths more than what you hate the two weaknesses. When you have been baptized into one body, we can drink from one spirit. Racial barriers in the body of Christ are absorbed in Christ Jesus. Can I have one amen, please? Turn to the person next to you and say, I love you. Turn to the person on the other side and say, I love you. Did you hear what I said? Racial barriers in Christ has been absorbed. There's no need for the Jew to want to be a Greek and for the Greek to be a Jew. Be the best you that God has called you to be. Amen? You and your traditional attire, so many beautiful colors. And let those colors shine out. The beautiful things about your culture, embrace them. But those that are not of God, work them out of your life. Because we are called to be like God. Can I tell you something? You don't have to be born into a special family to hear God's voice. You just have to believe in God. That means there's hope for me and there's hope for you. That ground in front of the cross is level. Whether you're Greek or you're a Jew, 
whether you're slave or you're free, whether you're either a man or you're a woman, everybody has to bow the knee there and accept what Jesus has done on the cross. People, when they look at me, they should be able to see Jesus. David wrote in Psalm 8, he says, What is man that you are mindful of him, that you are thinking about him? Then he goes on to say, He has made you a little lower than the angels. That's the word Elohim. He's made you a little lower than himself. You are made in his image and in his likeness. Peter says his divine nature has become your divine nature. Paul wrote and he said, I'm in labor. I'm praying for you. I'm interceding for you that Christ might be formed on the inside of you. Many people don't know their purpose But when you start seeking God, when you are born from above, when you know the creator of life, you'll know the purpose of life. What God values most about you is beyond human comprehension. Because in our hearts, we are all made to be like God. Have you given God that rightful place in your heart? So every culture should glorify Jesus. Let those beautiful colors of your culture shine through, but let it glorify Jesus. That which is not of God, work it out. Amen? When I was a young Christian, I thought stubbornness is a characteristic of any good Christian. Anybody made that mistake when they were a young Christian? Think stubbornness is a characteristic? It's not. Stubbornness is witchcraft. Amen? When I read stubbornness is I said, What? I had to repent, Lord, forgive me. My people perish because of a lack of knowledge. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, stubbornness is not good. Tell them stubbornness is bad. Tell them stubbornness is rooted in pride. And pride is the worst sin. Because God will withdraw. He resists the person with pride in his heart. That's just for free. Abadiah 1 verse 3 says, the pride of my heart has deceived me. So if you're arrogant and full of pride, your heart is probably deceiving you. You're thinking you're doing the right thing, but you're doing the completely wrong thing. That's just for free. Amen. No nation should be stubborn. No culture should be stubborn. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn with me in your Bibles to Romans 8. It's going to work out. Listen to me. It's going to work out. If you love God, it's going to work out. The psalmist said in Psalm 91, because he has set his love upon me, I will deliver him. A lot of your problems will be solved if you just start loving God more. A lot of your problems will disappear if you just start loving people more. What you are busy with Is it helping you to love God more and showing people to love God more? What you are busy with, is it helping you to love people more? And is it helping people to help people more? Listen to me, because that's the great commandment. Loving God and loving people. If you are busy with things that's causing offense in people's hearts, it's not of God. It's unrighteous. It's sin. Amen? Don't let offense come in people's hearts through what you say. 
through what you do. To know your purpose in life is to know the creator of life. He has given us a helper so that we can fulfill our purpose. Sorry, I'm still at Corinthians. Let's go to Romans. Romans 8, verse 28. I know many of you can quote it, but I'm going to read it. Are you there? We know that all things work together for good for those who love God. To those who are called according to His purpose, for whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom He predestined, these He also called. And whom He called, these He also justified. And whom He justified, these He also glorified. Young people, you're not sure about your future. Can I give you advice? Love Jesus. Love Jesus. Many people today want to work for God, but they don't want to be God's friend. Many people want to do things for the kingdom. Be a friend of God. Love Him. Amen? Have fellowship with Him. If you do that, it will reveal your future to you. Amen? We have a friend in the Holy Spirit. When you have been born into one body, by one spirit, to drink from one spirit, that fountain of life will bring life into your life. It will make your future very clear. In the process where you're still figuring out what to do, be conformed to Christ. Let people see Jesus in you. Amen? If you don't know what to do, you can ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Amen? Go to verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. When you are down, when you are weak, He's not going to kick you. He's going to help you. He wants to support you. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now He who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because He makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now He who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. The Spirit is saying, I know the thoughts I have towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Can I tell you something? Can you see the Spirit is interceding for you? There's no greater way of expressing your love than to pray for somebody. When you don't love somebody, you don't pray for them. But when you love somebody a lot, you'll be praying for them a lot. Say, Aina, or Amen. What did Jesus say? Pray for those who despitefully use you. When they respond in hate, respond in love. Because you've been baptized into Christ. You are clothed with Christ. You have the helmet of salvation. You have the righteous breastplate. You have the belt of truth. You have the shoes of the gospel. 
You have the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Christianity is all about the heart. You want God to bless your future? You want to be secure in a good future? Matthew 5 verse 8 says, God blesses those with a pure heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. So your future that's not moving in the direction where you want it, don't get offended by situation, circumstances. People that promised you things, people that said they would help you, people that said they would open a door for you, and then they closed the door. And all you can talk about is the door that was closed. Instead of starting to thank God for the many that he will open. But while you are looking back, you cannot move forward. A pure heart is not something that's impossible. A pure heart is possible because you have the help of the Holy Spirit. He is the one who sanctifies your heart, who cleanses your heart. When you are 27 cultures together, you can only focus on loving God and loving people. You have to keep your focus on Christ Jesus because you might do something that could be offensive. But if I love you the way that Christ loves me, that love will cover a multitude of mistakes. When we come together and we say we are here to worship Christ, we are here to celebrate the Christ culture, then the focus is not on each other anymore, but on Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. Do you know what? You can sit here in church this morning, but God looks right into your heart, and He can see if you're committed. He can see if you're loyal. He can see if you are worshiping Him in spirit and in truth. He can see if your trust is in man or if your trust is in God. He can see if you're only drawing close with your lips or if you're drawing close with your heart. When you know that God holds your future in His hands, you know that His Spirit has gone before you, that He searches the heart and He knows all things, you will know that God is more committed to your future, to your purpose than what you are yourself. That when He formed you in your mother's womb, He knew your name. Can I tell you something? Anybody can believe. Anybody can get connected with Jesus. And once you are connected with Jesus, everything will start to change. Matter of fact, when God breathed into Adam, he breathed purpose, life, destiny, success. Every beautiful thing that's in Christ Jesus, he breathed into him. When man sinned, he was disconnected from that glory. But God came to restore that glory back to us. A matter of fact, when Jesus was praying in John 17, he said, Father, the glory that you have given me, I've now given it to them. So that the world will believe. When people walk into this building and they see all the cultures, before they see all the cultures, they should see Jesus in your eyes, they should hear Jesus in your voice. 
Make a decision to include God in every area of your life. Turn to the person next to you say, say to them, you are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. Turn to the person on the other side, look them in the eye, say to them, you are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. Job 33 verse 4 says, the Spirit of God has made me and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Wow. You've been baptized into one spirit, into one body, to drink from one spirit. Being clothed with Christ. As soon as you are linked up with God, defeat and failure are things of the past. Your past is over. You are now walking with God. You can start to approach the future in a different way. The enemy will come and try and contaminate your heart so that you cannot see God anymore. See his purpose. See his plans. I'm going to close with this. Ecclesiastes 9 says, The race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, but opportunity and chance comes to everybody. When you are walking with God, God will bring the right things at the right time into your life. When you know Christ and the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit, every area in your life will start to experience resurrection power in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. Please stand to your feet. Stand to your feet right now. Turn to the person next to you. Look them in the eyes and say, two believers are better than one. Say to them, one puts a thousand to flight and two ten thousand. I want to ask the band to come up if they don't mind. I want you to start to declare things because when you are born again, when you are born of the Spirit, when you speak and declare things, those words are anointed. People will hear God's voice upon your voice. Because you believe God has planned good things for you, you can declare those things. Your faith will never rise above your confession. Your life will never rise above your confession. Amen? Let me hear you say, say, I declare. God is my shield. God is my protection. God is my exceedingly great reward. I declare a new day for all of us. God is my shield. God is my protection. I declare all things are working together for my good because I love God. I love you, Father. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Holy Spirit. I declare I'm called according to His purpose. And he's busy perfecting everything concerning me. I declare right now, every negative plan of the enemy, I break those plans in my life. I declare them null and void. They will not come to pass. I declare the perfect will of God over my life. God's plans in my life. God's will in my life. I declare this battle is not mine. God is fighting for me. God is fighting for me. Precious Father, frustrate the hand of the enemy. Frustrate the hand of the enemy in my life. And let my enemies see the finger of God working in my life. 
that those around me see the finger of God working in my life. I declare every word that comes out of my mouth, it's anointed. It's anointed. Anointed to break every yoke. Anointed to destroy every gate of the enemy in my life. I declare breakthrough. I declare breakthrough. I declare breakthrough. I declare breakthrough. I declare every area in my life that has been standing still. Move! Move! Every area in my life that's been standing still. Move! Move! In Jesus' name, I declare the foundation of any problem in my life start to crumble. Any foundation of any problem start to crumble. I declare the foundation in my life is Jesus Christ, is Jesus Christ. I declare I'm linked up with God. Defeat and failure are things of the past. I'm linked up with God. Defeat and failure are things of the past. I'm walking with the Lord. I'm walking with the Lord. Say, precious Father, act in me that my thoughts will be holy. Act in me that my words will be holy. Act in me that my deeds will be holy. Grant me the grace that my words will be as pure and holy as yours. Place a God in front of my mouth and make me sensitive for those around me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If you believe that, make a joyful noise. Father, right now, we bless your people with every blessing that's in Christ Jesus and we declare that only your goodness and your mercy will follow them all the days of their lives. May the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious towards you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.